Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. We're recording at the incredible Wheatwood Hall Hotel Podcast Studio. This is a podcast that goes way beyond stigma. We talk about men's mental health and mindset. We encourage the type of conversation that will open you up to another way to live life, another way to see yourself and the world around you. If you are ready for that, you're in the right place. I'm Stevie Ward and I'm an ex professional rugby league player and captain and now I guess I'm a bit of a podcaster, speaker, actor, writer, entrepreneur. I'm still working all that out but at Mentality we help men take control of their mindset by teaching them to find purpose, resilience and what I believe is the new success, inner peace. That sounds good. If you are that guy who is waking up to the fact that they need to do something different in life and the same old habits aren't working for you, might be time to step up. If you want to start your journey with us, you can go to mentality.co.uk forward slash counselling. Mentality will help you change your mind. How you change your life, well, that's up to you. Well, we're running. We're on. Mary. Hi. Good to see you. And <laughs> you, babe. I'm really happy to have you here. I mean, we met through a ricochet of connections and uh-huh. people recommended that we got together. We did. One being Sue Gill. She um, did. Who is a legend. She from is gorgeous. Yes Solutions, your event solutions. Mm-hmm. So big shout out to Sue. Um, Love you, Sue. She's a powerhouse mm-hmm. and I'm so glad we met her. Um, but then we ended up coming across your amazing self. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we did because yeah, we had an amazing too. conversation. Um, in the Peace Hall in Halifax. Yeah, yeah, a great day. Mm-hmm. It was cold, but the sun was out. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and we had a good chat about the um, the emergence, I think, of of maybe where healthcare, mental healthcare mm-hmm. is going. Mm-hmm. And we sort of swapped ideas, mm-hmm. um, swapped notes, as if I'm a counsellor or as if I'm a, you know, I'm just someone who's, well, we shopped experiences, experiences, didn't we? We yes, talk about our yes. own individual human experiences exactly. of that, yeah, exactly. of which we've both got loads. Exactly. Mm. Um, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. It's going to jump around a lot. But before we get into your career mm. as a counsellor, a psychotherapist, mm. and as someone who works with, in this sort of mental health world, but yeah. through drama mm-hmm. as well. Yep. So we're going to get into all these interesting things. Mm. Um what was your childhood like? Can you remember your childhood and, and, and the the moments, the things that happened in your childhood that maybe sort of framed you to enter the world of yeah. looking after people's health? Interesting, yeah. You didn't expect we were going to go into Well, that, uh, do you know what? We'll go wherever we need to go. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Cambridge um, and I suppose that the, the first thing that jumps to mind to share in the context of this mm-hmm. conversation is I'm the youngest of four and um, my dad um, was a Church of England evangelist. Mm-hmm. Which um, so he was ordained and he started out life as a vicar and then he set up through faith missions and went off doing his thing, traveling the country and different parts of the world preaching mm-hmm. um, and sharing the love of God. Yeah. And as his youngest child, I, <laughs> I, I was always in awe of dad mm-hmm. and sort of thought he had some sort of secret key to some 
experiences that I couldn't I couldn't seem to get in on. I didn't un I didn't feel what he was feeling. I didn't understand mm. what he was sharing. I wanted to, mm. but I found it really difficult to um get an experience of this love of God that he was mm. preaching about. Um but when I used to go and listen to him speak, which I did a lot, I would sort of sit at the back, especially in my teenage years, I would sort of sit at the back and perhaps with my leather jacket on or my denim jacket on, <laughs> a packet of 20 Marlboro Lights, <laughs> thinking, what is, you know, what, what, what is everyone feeling that I can't feel? And what is he talking about that I can't seem to get in on? But I tell you what I did, what, what I did really um, have an experience of is when people used to sing, which people do in mm -hmm. services, and pe people, there would be music, then I could feel what I think other people were feeling a bit. I sort of, when the arts got involved, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I, I can feel that. I can I, I can get down with that. I might not have loved the music and the hymns, mm. but I could feel the, the energy. That's energy. what I could feel. Yeah. I could feel the energy. Mm. And so I really got a sense of, and that made sense to me, teenage yeah. Mary, that the arts had a way of bringing people together. Mm -hmm. And in a way, when people were singing or dancing or or, or at the theatre or, or, or whatever it was, listening to stories, that their individual separate identities, beliefs, thoughts about who they were and what the world was and what they and what, what mattered almost melted Dissolved. a bit. Yeah. Mm. And people came together. So that led me to do a drama into, into the arts. I did a drama degree. That was my first degree. But at the same time as... Tell me to stop at any point. No, keep going, keep going, <laughs> keep going. I'm on, I'm on board for this. At the same time as um, really um, understanding that there was something about the arts that connected people, I was deep, I might not have liked it that I was, but I was deeply intrigued mm. by this idea of spirit. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, and really frustrated and irritated by it at the same time, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was interested in, in humans and connection and the arts. I always have been. And, you know, my friends from primary school who I've still got, my friend Fran would tell you that I used to walk around the primary school um, like playgrounds asking people if they believed in God, asking people what they believed in mm. and how did they know that it was real. Mm. <laughs> like I was... I've like all, Santa Claus. Yeah, I, I was like, having that debate in year three. <laughs> it was about Santa. I'd not got to God yet. Well, I was straight away. I was like, what do you believe in? And why do you believe it? And how do you know that it's true? And how do you, you know, so I've always yeah. just been ridiculously curious, walking up and down train the train and asking strangers what they thought. That's mm -hmm. what I'm, the stories my mum would tell. So that led me into the arts, led me to do a drama degree. But all the way through my drama degree at John Moores University in Liverpool, I was... I wasn't doing it because I wanted to be in performance. Mm -hmm. I was doing it because there was something about connection in the arts that, that intrigued me. Mm -hmm. So it led me to do a drama and movement therapy masters after that to train to be an art psychotherapist. Wow. Okay. And then from there, I mean, I could keep going, but that's, yeah. that's where I got to. And, that, and that's when I started my career in the NHS working at, um, in mental health. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I could, could go so many directions now. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I guess what's the what's the question? What's the yeah, it's so you moved into the NHS then straight yeah. after after doing the masters, and you worked yeah, for did. seventeen years yes, it in did, the NHS yeah. mm. until last year. Until yeah. last year. Mm. So what was that like for you? Oh gosh, well my first job in the NHS in as a as a jobbing therapist was in Weatherby YOI, Weatherby Young Offenders Institute, mm -hmm. fifteen to eighteen year old boys um, working inside the prison. Mm -hmm. That was my first job, mm -hmm. um, and. 
got well it was an induction by fire yeah absolutely <laughs> induction by fire my god honestly that was your first job out of as a therapist yeah well, okay. yeah yeah out of training yeah um I, I mean, what I learned during my time, so then I went from there, I did, I think, eight or nine years in Weatherby, and then I went to connect. The Why was it an induction by fire? Because, first? well, because I was, because I was at the same time as trying to work out how, how what my practice was going to be and make and shape my own way of working and my uh, and my own way of connecting with people and my own way of helping people i was up against a huge institution of the prison service mm. and the nhs both of whom had very set ideas about yeah. how things should be yeah structures yeah mm. so that's been my that's that's what's interesting to talk about here is it's like how do you find your own voice when you're in institutions whether that's the nhs the prison service the sporting world mm -hmm. who have their ideas about what you should be doing mm -hmm. and that's all that's always been my point of like how do we do this how do we help people find their own and and me too how do i find my own truth when i'm swimming around in everyone else's idea of what truth should be mm. how do i find my own way forward when everybody else thinks that they know what i should be doing or what we should be doing mm. How do I listen to that? Yeah. You know, and that was the thing within the prison services that I was trying to work out my my way whilst being told this is what we do and this is how we do it. And and also really coming up against um, other people's thoughts about who these boys were. Yeah. You know, this is the, you before you would the meet. Labels. Yeah. Yeah. All the labels, all that. This is him. This is what this is his index offence. This is what he's done. You almost not want to know. I didn't. Stuff. And I used to say, I don't want to know. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to hear any of that, which went against the norm. Yeah. I don't want to hear that because I need to meet this person and make my own yeah. my own relationship with them without having so many preconceived Pre yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he needs me <laughs> yeah. to be able to do that with for him too. Mm. And I and I think that's still true now, is that if we if we meet somebody and we go in or oh you know, like I thought to myself as I was driving here this morning, Stevie, like you would ask me who to introduce yourself and it's like well do, which which me do you want to meet <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know which is most which what's is most expected yeah. right now what's yeah. expected what's relevant what you know and which part of me am i identifying with because mm. of course like, you could give me 10 different ways of describing who you are yeah and, and i could and i more than 10 i forget i, I forget which which way to the, the intro of this podcast is is me trying to rifle through the different labels and and roles that i can play now yeah. retired from sport which was always the way that i'd identified you know speak about myself um but i had a healthy yeah. sort of distance from that i think for the last few years mm. which enabled me to sort of transition into um this i guess this spacious this role or whatever the hell I'm doing now. Um, yeah. So the, the, in the prison then, can you remember the friction of these structures? And can you remember moments where you sort of had to just carry this out? Or can you remember any glimpses of where you did treat these people like just human beings? Oh, I always treated them like human beings. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And seeing, and seeing the, seeing the, so what you've just said there, I think when you just started talking there about these different roles that you have and the roles I have and the roles that the boys have and the identities and the labels, mm. it's like seeing that Ramdas. I don't know if you're, Ramdas yeah, talks yeah. about how we are the, we are the one that's taking on the roles, mm -hmm. not the roles themselves, mm. or maybe we're both. Yeah, you know. So we are the so we are 
So as I walk into the, as I walked in through the prison gate, I would have to put my belt on and get my keys and, you know, go mm. through the searches that you have to go. And as I'm walking in, I'm sort of take, I'm, I'm becoming a therapist in a prison and leaving perhaps Mary, who's just, you know, left yeah. her child with the child mind yeah. or, you know, so it's yeah. like these, all these identities that we, all these the hats that we wear, all the world's a stage. Yeah. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. And I feel like when I'm working with someone in therapy, so now I have a business called Light of Mind offering therapy, a small team of us doing, doing that, therapy and training and events. What we're doing in Light of Mind is we're saying, you are the one who takes on the identities. Mm -hmm. And when you connect with that deeper than role self. Mm -hmm. And the, the fluctuation of success and um, drawback from from this job role that you take on but if you connect to that inherent goodness of you being yeah. a human being yeah. underneath it yeah then then that's life the becomes ultimate. that's the ultimate ultimate resilience as well yes really. absolutely yeah. because then life becomes playful and creative mm. that's how come you're sitting here now is that you know on some level absolutely consciously you know yeah. that you are so much more than you know, the the, yeah. the professional rugby player. There's yeah. so much more to you than yeah. that. You are the, I talk about it as like sand. You are the sand, not the sandcastle. Yeah. I'm that, I'm that young lad who picked up a rugby ball and felt so free and so exhilarated mm -hmm. when he played rugby and went through the line and shared those moments with his teammates. You know, I, I'm that that's that's who I am at the depth, you know. It doesn't matter what I went on to achieve or not to achieve after. I think that's the thing that I need to hold on to that is the energy that goes throughout my life going forward, you know, yeah. that that play, you know. I think we right. we originally play rugby league, right? Yeah. We originally play, but then you end up sort of work, carrying yeah. it out, yeah. sort of carrying it out and it's work and yeah. you don't want to lose that that play element, you know. Um, that's exactly it. And, and, and I think that's, and I think exactly that's the essence, which I think people need to cultivate well that's the, that's exactly or just it. realize well the, and and who is who is this that we're on to alan watts you know life yeah. is playful mm -hmm. and yet we talk about it all the time as as work and we take it yeah. so seriously yeah. and we try and work it out <laughs> we try and work it out yeah. and actually when we're born we're born creating being playful attuning to our needs mm -hmm. sleeping when we're tired eating when we're hungry hugging when we want to hug crying when we want to cry yeah. as children we're you know especially children or when children have got their basic needs met and they've got good enough support, they will show up as the most mentally healthy, resilient mm. beings of all of us. Mm. Is, is there anything in those prisons that informed your intuition with this? Do you know, is there any like moments that you can remember or is there any moments after mm. that has confirmed it? You so know? Inf informed how I see things now, you yeah. mean? Yeah. So I remember um, one particular... Well, I remember one particular time when I went onto the the wing, and again you're going through a gate, then you're going through a door, then you're going through the gate, and you're locking mm. you're locking it behind you as you go in, and it, there's this particular smell of working in a prison, mm. and and when the what they would call us the care bears, so we were the the camps team, the child and adolescent mental health team, but we were known as the care bears by the officers, often. So we care would go bears. in, yeah, and they were like, oh, we've, we've got a care bear. Not all of the officers were like that. Some mm. of the officers were really respectful, absolutely gorgeous, lovely, mm. really supportive. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not going to blanket term yeah. them. But when we would walk on, either some of the officers or indeed some of the other boys would be like, oh, someone from the mental health team, care bear's here to see you. Mm. And so, of course, that comes with a stigma. Yeah. You know, you're here to have a therapy session. Yeah. And the boys would have to, would would feel that they had to, to hold their yeah. own. 
you know, walk yeah. with it as if they've got, you know, carpets under their arms. Well, it's survival, isn't it, as well, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So how on earth is this going to help me survive if I'm seen to be, in <laughs> their eyes, it. being soft, yeah. crying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah, know? Yeah. So um, I remember this one lad sort of came up onto the top wing and he would, so can you imagine in like, from we've seen on TV probably like the prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's on the top wing and I'm at the bottom and he's, and I'm looking and I'm going, do you want to come? I'm trying to be subtle. Do you want to come for mm. a session? I'm not coming for, I'm not coming for a mental health session. What are you on about? I don't need that. So he gives it all that and everyone's like laughing and giving him fist pumps and everything. And I just said, okay, well, I'm going to go and wait in the room. So see if you want to come in. So when no one's looking, eventually he comes in and he says to me, um, can anyone see me in here? I'm like, just me. He goes, can the officers see me? No, the officers can't see you. Can they hear me? No. Are you sure, miss? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. And then he shuts the door behind him and he just bursts into tears, sort of slides down the back of the door, sits on a crumpled mess. And he's, he's a kid. He's a 14-year-old boy, scared to absolute death of being in prison. Mm -hmm. And this is not me. This is not me negating what he'd done to get him there. Mm -hmm. It's me holding both in mind. Yeah. That's the thing. Gosh. And he's sitting there and, he's, and he says, I have to keep that up. I have to keep that up when I'm out there because otherwise I'll just get eaten alive. And it's me, it, 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 Stevie, it was about me being able to hold a space for both, for both him, yeah. <laughs> for both parts of him, the vulnerable, terrified little boy and the, and the guy who's given it large and, and feels like he's got to protect him. So holding space for all of a person is how I try to Well, it's, all, to it's work. all mixed up anyway, you know. I imagine some of the, the crimes that he might have committed possibly were down to the fact that he was vulnerable and terrified and scared and, and all the rest of it, you know? It's all mixed up. It's not just this label and output that we, we cling, cling yeah, on to in the yeah. middle of someone's life, yeah. you know? And that's the, the, the very, for me, it's about recognising and helping people to see in sessions and doing it for myself as well, mm -hmm. being human and everything, that everything that we're doing is trying to meet a need. Mm. <laughs> Every, I mean, the, Tony Robbins, Six Basic Human Needs, beautiful TED Talk about mm. how... You know, we are always trying to meet a need, whether it's connection or variety or certainty. Yeah. We're trying to meet our needs and we will get those needs met however, come hell or high water. Mm. Because, and, and we'll get those needs met in really unhealthy, unhelpful, dangerous, criminal ways yeah. sometimes if we don't know another option. It's the force that I guess moves through our lives that, that needs, yeah, needs attention. Done it. Yeah, it needs attention. Yes. It need. Yeah. So, the, oh. so you progressed in your work with the NHS. Yeah. And yep. so, how did that look then? So, from from that that induction, mm -hmm. you know, um, induction yeah. of fire. How did that progress in yeah. your career? So I so I worked there, and then I continue I've always like I say I've always been curious so constantly looking for new ways of understanding what's going on new ways of learning new frameworks new psychological frameworks new trainings so did different trainings um on top of my and are these like mental cognitive frameworks is that what yeah we're so at? so one of the things that I trained in when I when I left the um prison and I went to work in eating disorders was mantra so mantra is the Maudsley's approach for anorexia nervosa um and I trained trained to uh deliver it and then train to train it as well 
Um, and that's like a, yeah, it's a cognitive analytical approach to, uh -huh. to eating disorders. So I was sort of trying to, for me, it's always been like a balance between this, this cognitive way of understanding what's going on in the mind, but yeah. also a really deep um, intrigue, curiosity, fascination with soul. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, mm -hmm. and 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 the the thing that we the space within that we that we can't me measure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't give. I can't show you. I can't. Yeah. We just have to point to it. Mm -hmm. So so in all for, for me in my career, it's been about trying to trying to hold a balance between you know mind, body, and soul really, yeah. which was really hard to do in the NHS. Yeah, because of the way that it's set up and, yeah. the, and the evidence base that's needed. And so it's evidence-based because it's cognitive? Is that, is well, that it's evidence, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a massive conversation, but like in the NHS services, for good reason, they follow what's called the NICE guidelines. Mm -hmm. So that's National Institute of Clinical Excellence. Okay. And if you go for a treatment, be it physical or psychological, you're going to get evidence-based evidence yeah. treatment, right? Yeah. So. Important. You know, yeah, it's important. Yeah. There is, <laughs> I see that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. important. But yeah. but also, what we need to make space for is new, mm. new ways, new ways to come through. And I guess that in the last few years of my time in the NHS, um, that's where I got really. That's where I really got passionate. Yeah. I got really interested in what's what's not. What are we not offering? How can we make this these these approaches to eating disorders, mental health, far more holistic than they mm -hmm. are at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so my drive, certainly in the last sort of five to seven years of my career was like, let's do what we can to make interventions embodied, creative, holistic, nervous system informed, create, you know, playful. Yeah. Rather than just having the talking therapies, because there's a place for everything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. think for me, what's missing, and it's my perspective, and that is shared by others, mm -hmm. um, What's missing in mental health services, perhaps, is 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 more of a sort of, yeah, the creative arts, playful, holistic way of working with somebody that yeah. doesn't that isn't for kids. It's not for children. Mm -hmm. It's that we are all, as you were saying, what you've tell me if I'm misquoting you, but that mm -hmm. you felt most free mm -hmm. when you remember being young and playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that all your thinking would melt and you would just be in the moment, present. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that to me is exactly what we are being guided to do with mental health services is help people see how and why they feel free when they are present mm -hmm. and they are, um, they are connecting to the, to the very moment that they're in rather than mm in their their thinking mind narrative absolutely the, yeah the, our brain forms patterns you know and it's wired for survival so i guess there's only so much release that you can gain from that you know yeah cognitively you yeah know? so one of the quotes is you can't solve a, a problem from the same thinking that created it yeah 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 it's your mind that's at times an issue so you sort of rely on your mind to solve the issue. Yeah, and if you, you could know? think your way out of it, you would have done. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it's uh, Alan Watts, and yeah. it's a quote that I've, I've I've known for quite a while. But he says, "Every day that you you must lose your mind so you come to your senses." Beautiful, you beautiful. Know? And Love lose that. your mind is a scary. I don't want to lose my mind. I'm, I don't want to go crazy. It don't, don't mean that. It no, just it means mean that, no. just come away from it from yeah. a little bit and get just, a bit of distance then you will come to your physical senses that yeah. allows you to feel the present moment allows you to drop into the most peace yeah. and play and freedom yeah. 
yeah. that you've ever felt, just like me on the rugby field. I didn't know what the f- I'd lost my mind on that rugby field because I'd we, we just get we just get this sort of like reliance on structure or this reliance on the external you know sort of opinions and mm. as we get older and we come away from what always worked anyway yeah. you know and, yeah. and and what always worked anyway was just me going onto a field and Johnny Wilkinson says it a lot but you know he sort of garnered this understanding that he needed to suffer in the change rooms before going out to play and he's a World Cup winner you know he he, he got in this this muscle memory of thinking right I'm in the change room I need to suffer I need to worry I need to panic I need to be so nervous and questioning and because he thought what because then he thought that that was the the formula to allow him to play on the field as a free sort of expansive representation of who he is okay so he he got mixed up whereas it's just one or the other some you know sometimes you just got to let it go and then you just it, you know that self takes over which knows the answers it knows yes, what to do you know yes yes it, yes it's, it's, it's nature it's, it's forever evolving we've been going mm-hmm. for well I mean it's it's all up for question how long the civilizations go back for at the minute with Graham Hancock's latest stuff on Netflix I don't know if you've seen it yeah. um, but as a species we've evolved for millions of years mm-hmm. right but we think we know we have this mind that comes in and uh, yeah. sort of thinks that it's got all the answers and it knows yeah. what to do. It knows who to yeah. suspect, suspect. It knows what to be aware of. It know- yeah. And we just, we, we get on this trail of, of answers, mm. which I think sometimes just needs a lapse. You know, it just, it yeah. needs a lapse. Yeah. And you need to break the pattern. Yeah. So I often talk about it as like, um, imagine you've got a problem mm-hmm. in it, whatever your problem is. People who are listening to this, you've got something that you're struggling with and you've got a set of maybe eight post-it notes Mm-hmm. that have solutions to said problem on them. Yeah. You've faced this problem before and you can try this and you can try this and you can try this and you can try this. And all of the things that are on your post-it notes as solutions to the problem that you've got are things that you've that you've 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 heard about, you've you've tried before. So you keep trying to apply these solutions to this problem because like that's exactly perhaps with what Johnny Wilkinson was describing. Mm-hmm. It's like this is what I need to do in order to to, to, get to, to get this. to get to this. But then what do you do if those eight post-it notes aren't working? Mm. What do you do then if that's if you know you've got no frame of reference, you've tried your I don't know whatever it is, you've tried your um chanting in the morning, you've tried mm-hmm. asking your mum, you've tried journaling, you've tried yeah. doing your little rituals and you still don't feel yeah, any better, yeah. then what do you do? Yeah. Well, then what you do is you open up the trapdoor and you realise that there's thousands and thousands and thousands of post-it notes flying around beneath mm-hmm. your feet that you hadn't even realised were there because you're so fixated or your mind is so fixated on patterns yeah. of what you've done before. And that underneath the trapdoor, metaphorically speaking, mm-hmm. is the unknown, which terrifies us. Yeah. So we stick with what we know, better the devil we know, mm. because this, at least I know this, which is why people end up staying in jobs for years, if not all their lives, because that they hate, yeah. but because at least it's familiar yeah. or in marriages that are sometimes abusive or completely loveless because it's familiar. Scared of the unknown. <laughs> because we're scared of the unknown. And if we can see that, if when, when we get, as you say, a glimpse mm. that coming, com- finding our own way to the tuition from within intuition mm. um that is right for us mm-hmm. and, and is being signaled to us through as you said our senses through our bodily sensations mm-hmm. it, and and we're literally just being given signs left right and center but we're so fixated on this habit of behavior that we we miss the signs do you learn to 
not listen to it, to your intuition? I think we're told not to listen to yeah, it. Yeah. Do, do, do we go <laughs> Don't through, you think? Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I mean, I think I had to do it for a long time in my job, to be honest. Um, had to do what? Not listen not to listen. my intuition, yeah. you know? Because there was something to do and something that had to be there's done. Something to do and something, there's, there's, there's always a battle, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a role that you've got to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can play that. I'm fucking good at that yeah, role. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I can put yeah. that, that armour on and I can go out and do it and I can go to the depths, which I probably, I think, not many other people would do. Um, just because I, I think that's the type of person I am. And and I can do that. Um, but it doesn't feel good. But I think just that itself is why... A lot of people are in pain. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. It, it's both, isn't it? it and, yeah. and this is what I want to ask you about resilience. Mm -hmm. Because there's moments I imagine when I'm younger, when I feel, you know, I'm playing rugby and I want to cry because I'm hurt and I'm told not to cry. Mm. Um, and I don't, and I just get on with it. And then I go and score a try or whatever. What do those moments mean? You know, I don't want to pre What do they mean in terms of going forward? Is the positive and negative? Can you build resilience without those moments? When you say, what do those moments mean? What do you ask that in a different way? Um, so the thinking that I've got going on that I've not explained that well is the balance, you know, because I've developed so much resilience over my life. Mm -hmm which I probably see there being two types of resilience actually at this mm -hmm. point. I mm -hmm. think there's a resilience which is the performative resilience and the learned resilience mm -hmm. and the striving and not giving in resilience. Just get on with it. Just getting on with it, which yeah. I could do till cows come home. And I also think there's <clears> a resilience <throat> underneath it, mm -hmm. which is very counterintuitive that surpasses games of rugby that surpasses mm. careers mm. Um, mm. it surpasses any sort of trouble that you might come across in your life mm. and that resilience is garnered through the ability to be vulnerable and and admit that you don't actually have the answers you okay. know yeah so what comes into my head as you're talking is life loves you mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and life doesn't care life soul call it what you want to call mm -hmm. it you love doesn't care whether you're a rugby player or not he'd mm -hmm. love love it will love you whether you're a binman or a rugby player or yeah <laughs> do, do you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. like so which so, is quite refreshing to know isn't it you know whatever you know? whatever you are it's like yeah. call it life call it soul let's call it soul for the purpose of this loves you no matter what yeah um and doesn't have a doesn't have an agenda other than to love you and keep keep you keep you safe and mm. keep you well and, and, and protect you and take care of you. Mm -hmm. And this is, by the way, what I think Dad was talking about when he talked about God. Now, yeah. he has to be really careful with the word God yeah. because, of course, nearly everybody's got an association with it. So I try yeah. to stay away from that word. Yeah. But uh, to me, it's, it's, it's what we're talking about here. We're mm. talking about this deep down, intuitive soul space, spiritual space. Again, spiritual is a trigger word for many people. Yeah, yeah. Let's call it resilience then, if you like, Th that loves you no matter what. So mm -hmm. let's stay with me on this for a minute. So the, 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 way, the way it looks to me, Stevie, is that we each have this inbuilt within us. You can call it your inner sat-nav, if mm -hmm. you like. Mm -hmm. 
And it's trying to guide us all the time by giving us signals through our sensations, through our emotions, through our experiences. So we can override that. So for, for example, you, you, um, you felt like you wanted to cry on the rugby pitch. You felt mm-hmm. you had that moment of I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling and I want to cry. Now, you can not decide not to cry because you're on a rugby pitch and you don't yeah. want to cry in that moment. But if you continue to not cry, continue to put your cloth over that sat nav, continue mm-hmm. to ignore that feeling that you have an emotion that wants to be expressed over and over and over and over and over and over again, because outside of you in your identity world it's it's well not allowed or it's said that you're being soft or it's Mm. said that you're not coping and you continue to ignore that urge that you've got to express an emotion then that emotion is not going to go anywhere it's just going to get louder Uh it's just going to get louder and it's going to keep trying to signal that there's a need within you that that wants to be heard by you until you you until you can't not Listen listen to it and to me, that's the the resilience is mm. that we are deeply resilient. Mm. We are resilience. We mm. are creativity as human beings. We're alive. We're alive, right? <laughs> After so many, exactly. so many years. And and each of us has has a system that is tr- is trying to is is loving us so much that it's giving us signs of what we need. But mm. the problem is, is that what we what we think we need and what we think we should be doing is so very often different from what we actually need and what we what we need to be doing so for an example of that mm. i'm sitting there last night or for a night before perhaps and i'm you know the kids have gone i've got three kids the kids have gone to bed it's quiet in the house now i could crack on with some work i've got my own business there's always something i can mm-hmm. be doing and in my head in my thinking mind with what my post-it notes it's like good the house is quiet now you can yeah. work my body on the other hand is very clearly tired knackered knackered i I can't think very straight i'm feeling it in my legs i'm feeling i can feel it in my shoulders i can feel the tension Mm -hmm. and my body is very clearly saying you need to rest now Mm -hmm. my mind is telling me a completely different story Mm -hmm. my thinking my habitual thinking do more make sure that you've got Mm -hmm. you've done enough you know make sure that you're using all your time effectively that's really habitual thought for me but my body's telling me a different story now there are you can override that that body signal, of course, mm-hmm. but you do that again and again and again, and you're going to end up having a nervous breakdown. You're yeah. going to end up burning out. Yeah. You're going to end up poorly, physically poorly. Mm. So for me, it's like there's, you know, we're in the world. We live in this in, the, in this culture. We you can't always go. Oh, my body's tired. I'm going to fall asleep at one o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, but it but, but it's almost like like right now, if I was feeling a sensation of. I don't know, tiredness in the podcast, it would be about me being able to say, okay, I can acknowledge that and I'll do something about that later yeah. today. Maybe not in this moment, but I acknowledge how I'm feeling and I see that as a sign and as a sat-nav for me mm-hmm. and as something that I need to attend to mm-hmm. and and trying to hold hold myself in mind. Yeah, hold yourself in mind. Mm. And see that my, that my, that my system is, tr- is always doing what it can to protect me and love me this is i mean you know from our conversations this is where i'm mm. aiming for you know i think this is where for me um what we're talking about and the approach it's not even an approach it's just allowing yourself to be as a human being yeah would solve a lot of issues in the world you know it'd solve 
so much. It solve, you know, some of the, con- uh, the, the issues that I talk about in terms of mental health, yeah. um, concussion. I think it'd solve a lot of that. And I just know that, you know, I just, that's something that I just know. And I don't really think that I'm wrong. Um, although there's possibility that I could be. Um, but also... You on, mean on listening that, to your, what you're saying is if yeah, everybody was I just, listening I just know to... It's, yeah, I just know it to be right, you know, myself, yeah. you know, and we could go into what, what it means to know something or believe something yeah, yeah. or to just actually, not, you know... Trust to, it. To trust yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know that, that, that this is something that... Mm is in my aim a little bit you know and by whatever means of that becoming more widespread yeah i'm prepared to to do you know that okay well amazing Mm. and that's and that's for me that's 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 the beauty of this sort of conversation and this sort of work when somebody comes to me for therapy or someone in my team then it's not my job to be oh good you've come for therapy mm-hmm. i am great you're here because i'm the expert on you yeah. i'm going to give you the five steps to your freedom i'm yeah. going to teach no, no no my job is only ever to point somebody to their own wisdom mm. and to know it's there stevie no matter what no matter what their experience is, no matter how long they've been suffering, no matter what their trauma, no matter what, they've still got an intuitive self mm. in within that well, we call it the light of their mind that yeah. is trying to guide them. Mm. And so my job is to go, what do you think your body is signaling to you? What do you think your senses are signaling to you? What do you know deep down? Because so much of the time, Kyle C says this, and people say this, deep down I know that I'm going to be okay. Mm. Deep down I know I should, I don't know, stop playing rugby. Deep down I I know I should leave the job. Deep down I know. What is that deep down? Like, (laughs) who is that? What if we lived from there, he says. What if we lived from deep down? Imagine that. And as you Mm. say, imagine if everybody knew how to navigate their internal world so that they could hear from there deep down and know how it sounds to, and feels to them mm. as opposed to constantly having an outward focus. What's that person going to tell me to do, eat, wear, d- breathe? How are they going to tell? That's what I mean. Does it? Mm. Does that work for the wider society that we're in, you know? Because I, I think once you do that, your self-governance, you know, it's, it's personal leadership, mm-hmm. you know, you're leading your own life. No one else is leading your life, mm. and you you're less likely to be. Um, you're less likely to be persuaded. You know what I mean? Yeah. By by whatever forces that are outside you, yeah, which yeah. is just a reality of us being as human beings yeah. living together in a, a wide, massive society, yeah, yeah. which yeah. becomes more and more globalized. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So my thought on that is it, it, t- it takes me to my work in eating disorders. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think I wonder if it's, mm, I wonder if it can be, again, both a balance that we can, of course, learn from one another, from things, from other people's advice. So long as it's, it's, it's um, what's the word for it? It aligns with our own, our own sense of yeah. what's right and wrong mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's almost like, you know, like when you go to Tesco's and you put things through the self-scanner. Yeah. <laughs> it's like any time that someone gives me, uh, me an idea, for example, my job is to put it through the scanner of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like I don't just take it, it and put it. Yeah. yeah. Does that resonate with me? Does that make sense to me? It, does Do I want to put that in my shopping bag yeah. or not? Yeah. 
let me let me just check that in with myself mm. let it give me a minute mm. as opposed to let me just be sort of sitting here thinking that everybody's going to tell me what i need to do and think and yeah. eat and wear and when you think about eating disorders you know it can it can be really really hard for people really hard when they're thinking about anorexia nervosa for example mm -hmm. when somebody's in the throes of an of anorexia then they perhaps don't feel their hung, hunger signals mm -hmm. they don't mm -hmm. they don't they will people will say i don't feel hungry mm -hmm. and it's like yeah but how are you how are you understanding what hunger is you know do you know that when you stand up and you go dizzy when your hands are cold when your hair is coming out that's your body saying i'm hungry do, do you know what i mean yeah. so it's like reading our signs can be yeah. really hard i think it's reading that sat nav it's reading the sat nav yeah and knowing that you've got one so what you know, eating disorders, um, depression, anxiety. Mm. What what do you see those as? So when someone has a diagnosis, something that we often say is this is a this is a, a description of where you are, not who you are. Mm -hmm. So each of them we could talk about them separately. Um I love Jim Carrey's um description of depression when he mm. says depression is deep rest yeah yeah deep yeah. rest from the avatar the the role mm -hmm. that i've that, that i think i'm supposed to be playing in the world and the world mm -hmm. has told me i'm meant to be playing yeah. that's you know th there's so many different ways of of understanding depression anxiety eating disorders i think of eating disorders fundamentally as um as as a coping strategy it comes into your life as a way to try to feel you know to meet a need to feel more in control yeah. or to feel seen or to express a, express feelings or to numb feelings yeah, yeah. you know it's like anxiety i think of anxiety as um you know getting lost in the future mm -hmm. um and trying to solve a pro tomorrow's problems today because your because your body probably has been um frightened into <laughs> believing that you're not safe mm. somehow mm -hmm. um so it, it, for me it's like what is happening what's the presentation of an individual and what is it signaling yeah and, and oh, very often i think whatever the diagnosis whatever the the label that's given what it's signaling is is a, 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 a um a form of a disconnect between the soul self mm. um and and a trust in a trust in your own system, your own body, your own feelings, um, telling you what you need in that moment. But also, it's so easily done. Like, we yeah. all do it every day. Yeah. You know, it's like, I often talk about mental health as the sun. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go anywhere, but it sure as hell gets covered up. Mm. You know, so, it, and what covers it up? Well, getting lost in our own internal world, completely yeah. lost. Yeah. So seeing the inside out nature of experience, I think yeah. is huge when it comes to exploring mental health. I just think like, you know, you're seeing get lost in your own internal narrative. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever meditated. Yeah. And it was an Alan Watts meditation actually. Yeah. But it just told me to focus on my breath. Mm-hmm. And I can remember being like, what is what? that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, this is, I've never even f focused on my breath as a, hu a human being. Like that's just, it's crazy. It's crazy that we think that that's not crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I remember just breaking the cycle and then experiencing thoughts just coming, just naturally just coming.
And I'm like, it, it was a massive like breakthrough to me to sort of like think there's a, there's a monologue, there's a world that's going on yeah. without my governance or without my say so a little bit. You know, yeah, like habit. You mean habits, habits of thought? Habits of thought. Habits of behavior. Of behavior. You yeah. know, it all comes autopilot, from yeah. autopilot. All comes from who you are mm. or who you think you are. You who know? you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. And worry, concern, stress. Mm. Half the stuff might not be happening. Mm. Half the stuff might be happening, but worrying about it and stressing about it is probably not going to help. Mm. And then you try and fix these issues on the outside mm. to try and make yourself okay. Of course. That makes sense, doesn't it? If you think yeah. the problem is on the outside, then that's where you'll go to mm. try to to find the solution. Whereas it's not, it's not really about that. There's always going to be an issue. There's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be something that is causing mm. unrest. But that ultimate resilience, like we said, is 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 deeply beneath that, and it's just you connecting with yourself as whatever the hell we are. Well, you know? it's, it's, what comes into my mind as you're saying that is that it, in a way there is no outside. Mm. So life, yeah. the life is 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 coming through you, yeah, yeah. Like so, we're seeing the world through through the veil of thought, mm. you know, and and often, very often, totally habitual thought. Yeah. So you know, we and on what we're told to think about stuff. So we're seeing, you know, right now, I'm I walk into this room and I'm looking around and I'm and I'm. I'm seeing a different room to you. Mm, I know. <laughs> you know, it's people, just whatever our projection yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. People sitting and listening to this podcast will everyone who's listening to it, let's say there's ten people listening to it, there'll be ten different versions of this yeah. podcast. Yeah, hundred percent. It's you know, flipping incredible really when you think to, about it. To me, that is the that's where we start with yeah. this conversation. It's like not this conversation now, but this conversation about mental health is do you see mm. where your experience is coming from? Because if you think that experience is coming from the outside in, you think that you are being made to feel mm. certain things, that, that the room is making you feel a certain way, the weather is making mm -hmm. you feel a certain way, Stevie is making you feel mm. a certain way, then of course, when there's, if that's all going well and you like the weather and you like the room and you like Stevie, yeah, yeah. then all good. Yeah. But as soon as there's a problem, then of course you're going to look outside of you to fix it. So mm. Stevie needs to go, or the weather mm. needs to change, or mm. the room needs to change. Yeah. But if you see that the that Stevie, the weather, the room is coming is is being brought to life really through your stimulus, through your filter, yeah, yeah. through your through your senses, through your thinking of mm -hmm. it, then it's that that's the place to go when something. And I'm doing this with, this is a good bit to get on camera. Air quotes. Out, air quotes <laughs> outside of you yeah. is not as it as you want it to be. It's like you go within because mm -hmm. when you change, the world is as we are, not as it is. Mm -hmm. I know. When we change this, everything on the outside changes. It's like the matrix. Well, people need to understand. They don't need to understand, but they can. If they They're want. being invited to. They're being invited to understand mm -hmm. that just to watch yourself I, I just used to mm. around this time of meditating when I first started meditating I'd start watching myself and watching how I reacted to problems or even when yeah. there wasn't a problem so like you say that the, the sun the sun is the sun is out there's a clear sky I'm on holiday mm. everything should be good but 
Yeah, but it's I don't not. feel good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know, and it's like, that's when you start to understand that it's not yeah. out there. Yes. You know, it's not yes. out there. It's actually in in there. It's in yeah. it's in here. So, you know? Yeah. So we just we're just let loose in, in the world and without correct navigation of our own lives and beings, we cause absolute road rage out there, you know, yeah, because so much pain there's so much pain and, and, and this this you know the, the idea of pain and um, what we're mm. talking about now I want to ask you about mm. trauma mm. so what is trauma mm. how can we understand it what's your understanding of it yeah I mean I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a trauma expert but I would say that I, my work is trauma informed and my mm. understanding of trauma I love this quote that, that trauma doesn't happen in the past it happens in the body mm. So that, you know, at some point, a, a situation, uh, something happens, let's say, I don't know, let's give an example. Um, let's say somebody gets attacked on the street. Mm -hmm. And um, all the things that happen at that time of the attack, you know, whether it was the smell of the person, that, the aftershave of the person that attacked yeah. them or, you know, the music that was playing in the background, mm -hmm. like you're, you're hyper attuned to all of that and, you're, and you your whole body gets hurt, hurt and you're frightened, absolutely terrified in that, in that experience. And then life carries on and you, you know, you, the police get involved or whatever mm -hmm. and weeks go on and months go on and, but but your but your your body keeps the score. A beautiful book. The body yeah. keeps the score. Your body is gonna is next time you smell the aftershave. It's very likely that you are going to be you're going to time travel back to. Mm. It's possible that you're going to time travel back to that experience of the trauma, or maybe yeah. you hear the piece of music, or you or you've passed the street in which it happened. Mm -hmm. And because we're living in this virtual reality. Yeah. We we are the best travelers. Say this a lot. We are the we are the best travelers in the world. Mm. We we're very often present physically, but very rarely present psychologically. Mm. We're either in the past or in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like with, with with a trauma, our we are we travel psychologically back to when it's triggered because our body kicks us into gear because because yeah because your body's like oh my gosh fight, we're not fight. safe here yeah, we're not safe yeah. because the body remembers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like you smell the aftershave of the person that attacked you on some old mm. granny i don't know mm. walking into john lewis mm. and suddenly potentially you're like <gasps> you know and that's ptsd right you'll mm. just get a oh my gosh you know i'm not i i remember that my body remembers that Mm. And so it's being able to, when it comes to trauma, it's it's about being able to attune to where your nervous system has, it, it thinks you are, yeah. where your nervous system is perceiving that you are. So mm. when I watched your Sky documentary, is that right to talk about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, when you went back into the stadium and you said, God, I, you know, it's it's been a while mm. since I was here. But when I come here, you said... Do you remember what you said in the documentary? You were like, I feel, I feel. I can't remember. I felt all sorts, didn't I? Yeah. You said, yeah. I, you know, I feel shaky. I feel like my, my head's going again. I'm yeah. swimming. I feel a bit sick mm. because your body is, is in so in, in tuned in like, oh gosh, you know, we last time we were here, we're mm. remembering the trauma. We're remembering the danger. We're remembering the pain. That's right. I remember because I said it was a place I used to come to watch and under so many good times but then also it's a place where i've had a brain injury yeah and 
you know, a lot of those things I'm still living with. I remember, yeah, I remember. Um, and when I was watching your documentary whilst I was making my kids breakfast, <laughs> I was like, it's PTSD, Stevie. Mm. You know, you could give it that label mm. that you've gone back in there and your body's going, oh gosh, you know, there's danger here. Mm -hmm. So in order to treat the trauma, in order to heal the pain, we have to get really present. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's always going to be about coming back to the present yeah. and going, okay, so now whilst my system has taken me to I'm in danger and I'm going to be hurt and I'm my system therefore is going, oh, gosh, leave the stadium or mm -hmm. run away from the woman, the old woman with the perfume or run away from this. In its, in its, in its, in its loving, is this making sense? In its yeah. loving desire to help you, your system's like get out, fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. So then it, we are called to say, almost to take the, the the parenting role to ourselves yeah. and 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 do the three c's choice context and and, and connection yeah. so we're going to say right actually the the context now this is me talking to myself mm -hmm. or you talking to yourself the context now is that i'm not i'm not even playing mm -hmm. the game you're talking to yourself mm -hmm. you're talking to your system that's freaking out mm -hmm. i'm not playing the game now there's a new context here. I'm actually observing. I'm watching. So yes, I understand that my heart's racing and my my you know my I feel dizzy and sick because I've travelled psychologically to where I was. Yeah. But this context is different, mm -hmm. right? And then give yourself connect connection in the moment. You, we need you know we find safety in connection. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure holding your gorgeous Natalie's hand when you're there would bring you back to the present mm. moment make you feel safe because your system is like i'm not safe i'm not safe here yeah. and so it's your job if you like to get at what you're describing as a little bit of distance from the experience sit in the observer seat of your experience yeah and so that you can tutor yourself from within yeah so that you yeah. say okay so now i'm safe i'm here this I've, is what's going this on this is what's going on yeah come back to the present moment and give yourself a choice. I can stay or I can leave, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. So when people say, oh, you've just got to ride it out, you've just got to tolerate the feelings, it's like give yourself a help. <laughs> give yeah. yourself a help yourself mm -hmm. uh, tolerate the feelings by getting that distance, which is what you have described you've yeah. got in meditation, seeing the difference between the one that's conscious of thought and thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and identifying yourself with that mm. deeper than conflict self yeah. or, or observer self and compassion focused therapy, we call yeah. it the observer self, the observer seat of. Mm -hmm. So, so that's my, my understanding of trauma. And it's, and you know what, it's so individual. Mm. So there's not one blanket. There's not one treatment that's going to work for everybody, mm -hmm. but there is something that will work for everybody. That's there's the a, thing. There's a pathway which might, divert off in different directions but you've got to get on that pathway really you know what i mean you've got to get on the pathway towards your intuitive self and yes accepting it yeah but if you've got no sense of it people will be listening to this going i don't know what you mean by intuitive yeah. self i've yeah. got no idea about this space within that you're talking about and their thinking will potentially be so frustrated yeah, <laughs> by yeah, this yeah. that you know you might ditch it mm. so it's so it's about I always say to people, this is about you, you finding your way to this, the things that are going to work for you, the, 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 you know, the pointers that make sense and resonate with you. Yeah. It's so individual. Yeah, it is. But there's an entry point. For everyone. For everyone. Absolutely. And where you end up 
looking around and feeling into is going to be unique to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And that's the thing that I think I struggled with when I was a kid is that I was being told from a, from a good place and from my dad that this is the way. Yeah. It's this religion, it's this yes. faith, it's this passage that you need to, and you need to say this and believe this and do this and think this mm -hmm. in order to be, to find love essentially. Yeah. And I, it didn't work for me. So for the, my doorway in, one of my doorways in was learning about the three principles. Yeah, and I, and I, yeah, and I just wanna, mm. I feel like I've got worth in this um, because I can speak about my own experiences, yeah. which is obviously my own teacher, I've, you know, and I've had counselors, I've, had, I've worked with sports psychiatrists and um, I've done my own work. And I think that I need to do it because if I don't do it, there's a whole group of society that will listen to these messages. Um, so I feel a lot of purpose in that. Mm. And I've felt a lot of purpose in that since 2016, alongside playing rugby and alongside still being able to bash into people and, and be the best at it. Can I, can I just say something about you for a minute? Yeah. When we came into the hotel today, we were meeting a few people around you, like some celebrity here in the hotel. <laughs> Everybody knows you. Yeah. And as, as I was watching you meet all the people that you were meeting, I was thinking, I, I had this thought, I thought, thank God for you. Oh my God. And let, yeah. me let me tell you why, because of all the boys that I worked with when I was in the prison mm -hmm. and how someone like me going in, mm -hmm. I, I did what I could do, but someone like you, <laughs> Someone like you going in and saying, do you know what? It's all right for us to talk about how we feel. It's yeah. all right for us to talk about our mental health. It's mm. all right for us to talk about our emotions. In fact, it's not just all right. It's absolutely fucking essential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's essential. To everything. To everything. And I remember when we went for lunch and I and, and Natalie said, didn't she? Oh God, if everyone could hear our conversation. Mm. And you said, do you remember what you said? No. You said, Let, then we should speak louder because we need to make this sort of conversation the norm. Mm. And from what I can gather from what you've told me in the last just few weeks about rug the rugby world or, mm. or sporting world, often it's just not the norm. Mm. <laughs> Am I right? Well, I mean, that's mentality launched in 2016 when... For that reason. The normal, you know, you question what the normal is. And I think we, we, we sometimes, because it's normal, we don't question what's right and wrong and what's helpful and what's not helpful. But that's, you know, I was experiencing a lot of pain and a lot of anguish and a lot of confusion. Yeah. But that wasn't represented on my outside world, the external world. So that's the reason that I launched myself into this mission. And it's been an experiment really for a few years. And I've probably um, experimented um, through a lot of fear as well. And mm. this is getting me back to the point of that system the operating system that we live with mm. and that we're all naturally brought up to live with that's so reliant on thought and so reliant on listening to fear um whether that's through the body or whether that's through thought um we uh, there's, there's not many times where we see clearly um and i've mm. had a barrage of anxiety and a barrage of uncomfortable feelings and it's been an escapade really of of just hard and confusing moments um recently mm. and 
my mind was giving me loads of answers, you know, and it was giving me different answers and it was, it was giving me so many different ways to combat it. And some ways to combat it is to exit, you know, it's like, it's like, what is going on? I don't know what to do here. And if this keeps happening, if these, this pattern keeps happening, mm -hmm. then I'm not any good and I'm not good for other people, you know? And that's that's where it gets to sometimes. And that just feels so terrifying, I and should it, think. Do yeah, you think that? Yeah, Does it? I mean, it is, it is terrifying. I'm trying to grab your hand with my shoulder. It's like hardly <laughs> oh, <laughs> working. Um, but yeah, it's, it's terrifying. But mm. probably with meditation and, and, and the ability to actually create a little bit of distance from it, I think that's a little wedge in something which opens up possibility to me. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So when you have those experiences, that, that, that thought, which I think you're describing some mm. suicidal ideation mm. sometimes, like, you know, I just, I'm not sure <clears throat> if I can cope here. This is not working for me. Yeah. Can I ask you how that feels? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's a lot of thoughts. How it feels is as if I need to run or um, there's a massive build-up of energy in my body. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes it feels disconnected as well, actually. Mm -hmm. It feels a bit... It feels a bit um, lifeless a little bit. I don't know. So when there's you say... You fit, okay, so well, let's go with the first one. So is that right to talk about this? Yeah, let's do it, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. When you, when you feel... Um, that first one, I need to run. Like, like it, it's that describe you're describing like a fight, fight or flight sort of yeah. sensation. And I kick into that a lot, and yeah. I have kicked into that a lot over the last months. Even when I've been away, and you know, I've kicked into a lot, and I'm like, then it starts a barrage of thoughts and and re confirms these feelings. You know what I mean? It's like it, and it starts having its own life. Mm. So, so for me, when when somebody is experiencing, when you're experiencing that set of thoughts, like I'm I'm not okay here, and mm. you get the feeling, I need to the feeling like I need to run. Yeah. <laughs> like my interpretation of that is, yeah, you do need to run, but it's the, that that you need to run away from yeah. that you can't cope yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, there's not else going on. <laughs> I'm not getting tackled. I'm not flipping. You know, yeah. there's not else going on. It's just my my mind yeah or? so that feeling that you're getting in response to that th thought is the is where i would go with you yeah <laughs> so let's look at that feeling that feeling of i need to get some distance between mm. me and this this thought that i'm i, I need well, to first exit. i want to get away from the feeling which my mind probably kicks in and then i want to get away from my mind right you know? you want, okay so you want to get away from the feeling yeah so so the the, the quote that comes to mind there is uh, what and this is a Sydney Banks quote, if we could learn not to fear our experience, that alone would change the world. So we're frightened mm. very often of wow. feeling yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's the feeling that we're frightened of. And this, this is the test of toughness for me. This is the test of toughness that I think if you can bungee, bungee jump into these feelings, right? Yeah. And feel them and just say, fucking, here we go, right? Yeah. Do you know Tackle what I mean? Them. Go right in. Yeah, just go into them. Do you know what I mean? Just go into them. Ask oh, Stevie. I, I think I think that's the test. I mean, I, people say let it go, and it's not that. It's let it in. Yeah, you can keep letting it go for as long as you want, but 
I ain't going anywhere. I ain't going. What we resist persists. Exactly. You keep trying to resist it. Oh, I'm not going to feel yeah. that. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be positive. But that people yeah. say, oh, well, let's be positive. D why do oh, we, let's you. let go of, you yeah. know, yeah, let's be positive. Let's be strong. Let's, well, let's be, let's actually, let's ditch that because that's yeah. really 90s. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. move away from that and realise that it, it's about seeing that we are, we are the container within which feeling comes and within which feeling goes. Mm. And that we are, it's the label that we attach to the sensation that causes us the problem. It's the story about the state that causes us the distress. Yeah. It's the narrative that you've 100%. got, isn't it? 100%. About the fact that I feel this way, that is the problem. When we're babies, we just cry. We don't have any narrative about that. Mm -hmm. We don't have any sense of, people will say to me all the time, I'm the sort of person who, and as soon as someone says the beginning of that sentence, I know we're into the work. Yeah. Because actually you're not, you've well, become say, it. I'm the sort of person who doesn't cry. Yeah. I'm the sort of person who <laughs> yeah. doesn't like speaking in public. Yeah. I'm the sort of person who doesn't show their emotions. It's like, mm. no, you've become that sort of person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who you think you are. That's not mm. who you are. I love that because you know when and I'm so lucky to have Nat because oh she's absolutely divine she's just I mean yeah there's no words really um, she's an angel really she you is. know I think she's an angel but she at least she has she has some empathy and she has some understanding yeah. and she's not dumb and she's not ruled by her mind right mm -hmm. and it's not been easy with me you know like just just to say that it's not been easy but fuck, sometimes when i cry it's just like oh my god it like opens up this doorway to the the best feeling ever yeah do you know what i mean yeah like yeah but you would never safe. believe that would you no, you no, wouldn't no. know that was treated it's you know some of the journaling that i've done recently is like you know when did you learn that it wasn't okay to be hurt or when did you learn it wasn't okay to show pain and i'm like well, how far do you want to go back how and how many back? times? Yeah. So yeah, you build yeah, up yeah. that performative resilience. Yeah. And it stops yeah. you accessing what's on the other side of, like we said at the start, the unknown, I guess. Yes, um, it does. It literally blocks it. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the other week, and, and, and I was in my mind of getting this talk ready um, to, do, to deliver a talk to a business and a company, and I'm in my mind of stress and, mm. and anxiety. Um, and it was my birthday and I'd not organised anything because I was like, I wasn't allowing myself to feel anything really. I was just like, feeling anything doesn't mean, doesn't, is no use to me right now. You know, that was basically what it is. I've got to get this stuff done. Mm. And yeah, I, the level of what I had to get done is, is debatable, like, because it's already there, you know. But you get, this is another thing, you, you get yourself into a cycle of worrying and stress and you feel like Johnny Wilkinson, that stress, that mm -hmm. change your room mindset is going to allow you to perform mm -hmm. on the pitch. Mm -hmm. um, so I was in the midst of that, my birthday came and Nat had woke up a bit earlier, put a breakfast on, set the table, got the presents, the few presents that I had. Um, and um, she got like, um, she got like a, arts and crafts like Sick. she knows what I'm going through knows the journey that I'm on arts and crafts down at breakfast got a coffee um, and I came down and I was just like burst into tears do you know what I mean I was yeah. like wow I like I just I just felt I just felt safe yeah. do you know what I mean I just felt yeah. so loved yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> and I just felt that's what was needed yeah. do you know what I mean that's yeah. what was needed yeah. because I don't give myself what I need uh, yeah. I've learned to not give myself what I need yeah and you and the rest of us yeah right yeah to ignore what you need yeah in fact, exactly not just not give it to 100%. you completely ignore it oh, overlook God. it that's all that's that's how long mm. i've ignored my need for you know and mm. it is what it is you know what i mean I, I don't think it's good or bad or it just it just is you know so so yeah i think you're important i think you're very important i think these discussions are really important you know, I think that we we we. we I mean, I, I I really try to not use the word mission because my dad was always on mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, but I I think if I I think if I'm honest with myself, I sort of do feel like I'm on a little bit of a mission to yeah. to open up the conversation. And the com for me, the the theme of the conversation is: Do you realise that you are the creative potential of the universe, mm. human being, listening yeah. to this? Do you have Do you have a sense that you that you are your own best friend mm. and your own worst enemy. Yeah. Do you oh, know too, that actually your suffering that you're feeling is there's a reason for it. It's not it's not pointless. It's mm. not happening to you. It's 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 happening for you. It's a gift. It's literally a gift. Yeah. If you could see that that pa the pain the 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 experiences that you're having on a loop as as le as lessons as mm. as as signposts yeah you know because in reality when you do bungee jump into those feelings it appears very scary and um frightening and uncomfortable yeah. and it will be a little bit but in the midst of it and the other side of it you feel you just feel a sense of i don't even know if there's a word peace? for it peace would you say sense of peace a sense of love yeah you know because that's who you really are yeah. that's who we really are yeah. that's the thing i think and i think you, like just just me you need the guy like you say you need the guidance towards doing yeah. it you need to feel accepted you need to feel towards safe to doing do it. it and safe yeah. to do it which yeah. goes on to a whole other conversation about yeah. environments that we go into in the world and whether that's rugby or whether that's um, ballet or whether that's yeah. and anything yeah, yeah, any yeah. work environment well any environment where you're told not that you don't know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and when you're, and, you know, so all that your feelings aren't, aren't, aren't there as your friends. So mm -hmm. my kids are into drama on dance yeah. and they go, you start, all you've got to do is stand on backstage with my, a, a dance competition with my two girls for five minutes and you will hear another child say, I'm frightened. Mm -hmm. And then you will hear an adult in the absolute best intention saying, don't be frightened. Mm. So the messages that we're given over and over and over again is don't feel that. You're, mm. Don't do that. And I say to my girls, okay, cool. Yeah, well, I'd be frightened too if I was yeah, about to go yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah. Keep breathing. You're all right to feel frightened. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Imagine if we were given that message yeah. over and over it's and okay over again. Feel of course, you're going to feel frightened. And you're alive. And you're breathing. And you're safe. Mm. But actually, coming back to it, it's like we get so frightened of feeling frightened, so anxious about feeling anxious, so panicked about feeling panicked that we do everything we can to like back up the slide. Oh my God, oh my God, get me away from that. I can't feel that feeling. <laughs> yeah. And as what you're saying is, no, you go into that feeling mm. and, it, and you, and you uh, with connection, with choice, with safety, with fresh context, mm -hmm. that's important. Yeah. And then you realise that there's a message in that for you. 
it's the same it's the same process of leaving the change rooms and going out to play I'd feel so many emotions that I'd be questioning I shouldn't be this nervous I shouldn't be this frightened I shouldn't be this concerned and then you go and do it and you just something else takes over yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah. it's the same it's the same thing you it's get just, present it, yeah you get present yeah. and those emotions don't even yeah. you know it's just it's just a warning it's just a warning but yeah. this is where we get into the, you know mm. building this resilience is the ability to go through that I don't respect people who get to 50 years old and have had the most successful career and um, crumble and break down because they've never listened to themselves and they've achieved these external things mm. no one gives a fuck about those things <laughs> do you know what I mean I don't give a fuck about yeah, them the people yeah. believe they give a fuck yeah, yeah. when they get them they don't give a fuck but they keep going on this train, on this cycle. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I'm not in that game anymore. Yeah. I, I'm not in that, that. But it's understandable, loop. isn't it? That so, so much of the time we get, I don't know, like I do sometimes get trapped into that game. Do you yeah. sometimes get oh, trapped? Of course, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, what are we told is success. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. does Jim Carrey say? Yeah. I wish everyone could get rich and famous to realise that's no, not I've where said happiness that so is. So many times, but that's the this. thing, isn't it? It's like what yeah. are we told as children? Go like, again, Alan Watts. We're like mm. quote machines. You know, mm. it's like go here now, get this now, get these sats now, yeah. get these GCSEs now, do this. What are you going to be when you're older? It's like never mind what you're going to be. You're older. What are you in this yeah, moment? Yeah. Who yeah. are you now? <laughs> no, yeah. Who cares? So that's all you ever are. <laughs> you know, be, yeah. Exactly. Know, but know. you know, so it's it's holding a balance, isn't it? But, mm. And I think us, our the way we're living is gone like so out of balance yeah we're constantly looking outside of ourselves for guidance permission people will go on instagram and post something in there what they're wearing or what they're going to mm. eat or what they're going to do and if they don't get enough likes they'll take it down oh. that's the extent to which we've lost sight we, from our intuition know, isn't it we've got we've, we've, we've got so far away and we've got so far away and and, and yeah our intuition is closer than our breath it's like we can't get far away. you know in our minds we've traveled away but actually it's just we're one thought away from a completely different experience of being alive all of us all the time i know and it's it's it's, it's changing this system it's changing the operating system yeah. and i think that's before i get onto the system of which we all live talking about instagram politics and all that which has got probably a, a, a time and place i think in in my life to be honest I think this is a imperative message that underlies mm -hmm. all of that, you know? Yes, I agree. And we'll maybe do that another time. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was amazing. I knew we'd, we'd squiggle around these notes and stuff, but I just want to echo what you've said for, for people listening to this. And there's probably people that have followed me a long time mm. on this podcast. Um, and maybe admired from afar or wondered, doubted, questioned from afar, possibly. Um, but they probably had a sense of what we're talking about for a long time, uh -huh. you know. And I know that there's so many people that have gone to see John, you know, mentality counsellor. Yeah. And from this com these conversations, I know that it has an effect and I get the messages all the time of people coming through to change their life you know yeah. change be invited to change their mind you know and yeah. like that 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 for me that is what is the fuel for my life you know it has been the fuel for my life for a long time but back in the day i wish i had mm. this what i'm doing i think mm. i think that's why i do it yeah so i wish i had 
the you wish you had you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but just this version I'd love to hear from people I'd love to hear from yeah. people I'd love to hear from from what you think and you know maybe Mary becomes somehow affiliated with us and can we can work together I don't know I'll we'll, we'll work that out if it's if it's something that, that you'd like to do um, well I love I love our chats and I yeah. feel like it's you know I got back from our lunch with Natalie and I just said to my husband oh my god you need to meet those yeah, two because yeah. they're they're with it they're not sitting and that's for me that's the one of the the aims is to make this conversation accessible yeah with everyday people yeah and it doesn't have to be in a doctor's surgery it doesn't have to be in a, in a, in a mental health assessment no. and you don't have to that's why one of the things I'm doing with light of mind is doing a hairdresser a salon for the soul so like opening yeah. up my beautiful hairdresser Harris Tyler's hairdressing salon once a month in Halifax and having these conversations in, in a hairdresser's so good because it's like let's get it away from that's it and let's make detached, it accessible yeah a detached yeah. thing that doesn't apply to us yes. where in fact it applies to every single one of us every single one of us whoever's listening to this podcast now I know you're not a flipping robot and I know that you feel a lot and you might have got to a point where you don't believe that you feel a lot but you do and yeah. it's inevitable because we're human beings yeah so I love you all and I hope that we can continue to, to go forward. And I know we will. Have these conversations some more, Stevie. Thank you so much Thanks for inviting me. Beautiful. Loads of love. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. Please reach out. Please speak to us. Mentality on Instagram, on Twitter, on everything. So give us a shout, uh, mentality.co.uk. And you can obviously give Mary a shout too. But thank you very much for listening. And um, hopefully we're doing something pretty special. Um, it feels right so cheers guys thank you